Welcome everybody back to the Lone Road iRacers podcast with me, your host, Guy Robertson. So, just before we go on to our first subject tonight, I want to thank everybody so far who has listened to the podcast, shared the podcast. We've just got through our 200th uh, listen or download, so really you know my uh, my heart uh, is open to you i really appreciate your support so let's keep it going clearly you're enjoying it um, and i'm enjoying it too and that's what it's about so for road racers the skippy when did I get introduced to the Skippy? So this was the f one of the first cars that uh, I drove out of Rookies, uh, just leaving the Mazda. Um, I was introduced to the Skippy by another iRacer, where we were really struggling in the bit one of the uh, one of the Porsches actually um, to make any headway. We were really struggling to get to grips with that car. So we were we're given why don't you try the skippy you know you like open maybe like open wheel give it a go so skip barber or the skippy as we like to call it wow what a wonderful car proper racers car so what is it it's born in america so it's a usa design and built vehicle the engine it's a 20 uh, soch4 four cylinder engine uh, with a 150 HP or 147.95 uh, horsepower or 110.32 kilowatts. Fuel capacity 19.70 litres or 5.20 gallons. The weight of the car is 567 kgs or 1,250 pounds. Top speed, that's what we're interested in. It's 133 miles per hour or 214 kilometers an hour. And you know, getting off the getting off the a start in a standing start, you probably don't realize that, that actually you're doing um, roughly uh, 133 miles an hour uh, or 240 kilometers flat out. 0 to 60 in 4.5 seconds or 0 to 100 kilometers an hour and it's got a difficulty class as novice uh, it was first brought out in 2008 and uh, as we know iRacers it's kind of classed as a, a beginner open wheeler uh, configuration it's a mid-engine rear wheel drive and of course it's nicknamed the skippies so what else does it bring? It's got 150 horsepower engine. The Formula 2000 is a grassroots car for all open wheel car drivers. Even though the fuel tank is small, this car can go great distances. It's 5.20 gallon fuel tank with its 1250 pound weight makes it a very nimble car to drive. With a zero to 60 MPH time of 4.5 seconds, this car is not a slow poke for me in iRacing, it feels a slow poke. <laughs> However, uh, for its breed, it's quite fun and, and an average vehicle for all, all that you drive it for. Using uh, BF Goodridge tyres for a maximum grip and traction, 
Drivers are quite thankful for these tyres as, as they allow the car to stick to the track very well. With its 20 SOHC four-cylinder engine, it's powerful enough to make this car do, uh, do fantastic racing for all to see. And, you know, I totally agree to that statement. It is a really, really fun car to drive. I've enjoyed it over the past two years. Um, on iRacing, you know, it's a challenging car. It's all about holding your speed, uh, uh, maintaining the speed through the corners. Uh, and also a bit of drifting as well, especially around courses like Mount Panorama and Forest Elbow and, and places like that. So we're just going to look what top speed a website says about it. So what does it say about the Skip Barbula Formula 2000? So it basically reads, if you ever, ever have the opportunity to attend a high quality racing school, you'll find that the experience is worth more than its weight in gold. While the amount spent could easily buy a few more horsepower for your daily driver, in the long run you'll be better off able to squeeze the most of out of any vehicle as you climb into it. Programs like Skip Bobs allow individuals to push their own limits as well as those of their vehicles in a safe and controlled environment. Skip Barber allows their Illumini to hone their skills in everything from fender cars like the Lotus Elise and Mazda Mitia to a much more visceral open wheel formula machine. So that tells you a little bit about Skip Barber and their base. But what about a true race, race open wheeler? The formula Skip Barber 2000 is based around a steel space frame chassis much like the old formula Ford race car. A proven cost-effective rigid body that has been lapping track around the world since before most of us were born. Despite the Mazda logos on the winged Reynard design fiberglass bodywork and side pods, the engines are carried over from the school's involvement with Chrysler, so the Formula Skip Barber 2000 is powered by a 2-litre 16-valve 4-banger that has been modified to withstand the constant throttle abuse of the track. The whole system has been converted to a hybrid dry sump. The ECU has been returned to advance the ignition timing a bit in order to get the most out of the old neon motor, while a conical KNN air filter and custom race headers allow the motor to breathe much easier. Providing a genuine race car feel, the power plant is, is mated to a Ricardo 5-speed sequential gearbox meaning that in order to shift up, all you have to do is quickly lift off the throttle and pull back on the, the billet shifter, while down downshifts require a bit more heel-to-toe expertise. Well, so that tells us a little bit more about the vehicle. So if you go on to Skip Barber's website, uh, which you can easily find on the internet, there's even track days where you can actually go and experience a real track day in the Skip Barber car. Uh, if I'm ever in America, I'm definitely going to try it. Um, I've done something similar over here in Silverstone. Uh, thanks to my wife buying me a nice 50-year-old uh, birthday present last year. Very much enjoyed it. So I highly recommend, if you've got the opportunity, go and experience that kind of open wheel experience. So that gives us a full insight really into the Skip Barber car. Respect it, love it. If you're coming out of rookies, that for me is one of the cars to really go and learn some craft, race craft, get used to 
those kind of cars before you're moving up the ladder. So that's the Skippy or the Skip Barber car, folks. You're just going to love it. So our second subject tonight is really talking about the racing incidents when uh, you're the innocent party in a car, uh, somebody either tags you from behind or coming back onto the track, you're the innocent party and through the impact you are forced off the track into the barrier into a fence, into a hedge, into the woods, and uh, you're on a tow back to uh, the pits. Now, the the driver who, shall we say, has caused the incident has also got damage, uh, and they find their way able to drive back to the pits. So, this particular incident happened to me this week uh, in the Mazdas at... Alton Park. Um, when I got finally got back to the pit, I had a two-minute tow. Uh, the other driver was able to drive back to the pits, um, get his repairs done, and get out at least I would say twenty-five to thirty seconds ahead of myself. Now, I'm not a moaner, but I'm just thinking, how is that a fair system. Um, I was nowhere near that particular driver at the time when that person was off the track and as I came round he was um, spinning trying to get back on and tagged my back end so it was probably a dangerous re-entry and I didn't report the person but I just felt that probably cost me uh, points and it definitely cost me position and time on the track as a minimum that driver for me should no matter what damage he's got if i'm in the pits getting my repair at least come out the pits after me now i know this is a very emotive subject especially for us i racers we all get a bit about uh, passionate at times but this is one of the items that again from an iRacer point of view, you put a lot of time and effort into your race. You're completely the innocent party in the matter. Um, you know, we're probably never going to get iRacing to change it, but how do you feel about it? You know, you're, you've spent 20 minutes in a 30-minute race, maybe, moving your way from where you started on the grid up to a better position, only get to be innocently taken out and then the the be all and end all really is you get back to the pits you do your repair and you can't even get out in front of the person who's kind of damaged your car i don't get it honestly um i haven't got a solution so please feel free to talk about it and give some feedback on the podcast folks but how would we go about improving that specific dynamic? Not sure, open to ideas. Let's see what you've got. So that's our second subject tonight. So our third subject tonight is 
that we're around mid mid season now, not far off, uh, going into a final few weeks. So where are you against your goals? What you set yourself right at the start of the season now. This section is just a reflection on where I am personally against my KPIs or challenges I set myself and have you reflected on yours. For me personally, um, it's been a bit of a disastrous season so far. My I rating was uh, about 2,300 when we started the season. As of today, it is 1,500 and something. So. I've lost over 900, if my brain is working properly, 900 iRacing points. Now, a lot of this isn't uh, anybody's fault by my own. Uh, the kind of tracks that are available this year, or this season, should I say, don't really suit my driving, and they're tracks that I am not very good at. So I am learning, trying to play catch-up. But... Um, from a safety point of view, yes, I've been close to demotion again already this season, but fought my way back up. So this is just a time for a stop, reflect, look at yourselves, look at your KPIs. Are you gaining? Do you not bother about your, your I-rating and just are you there for the fun and the c competition? Um, but also, how have you got in your safety? We'll soon be doing the more longer tracks, especially in roads such as uh, Nürburgring, getting ready for that that next season coming up. So, like to you know see how you're going. Hope you're doing well. Keep it going if you are, and if not, what is your strategy to try and recover before the end of the season? Okay, folks, we're at that point of the podcast again already this evening where we're looking at what we want to race and what tracks are coming up next week. So, here we go then, listeners. So, Skippy, our opening subject tonight, is on Runscoggen Motor Centre. Advanced Mazda, you make it to the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. F3. Finds its way to the Nürburgring Grand Prix Streck version of the track. Formula V, you uh, you make your way to Alton Park Island Circuit. Simlabs Challenge, you find the way to the Bumpy Sabring. GT4, Sandown International Motor Raceway. I think that if I remember that was a new uh, track at, uh, last season. Classic Lotus. All the way to Australia, to Phillip Island. Touring Cars finds its way to Alton Park International with no chicanes. So lots of uh, long, long sweeping bends for you next week. Ferrari GT3 all the way to Monza. IR04 racing at the Hungaro Ring. Formula Renault 2.0, Watkins Glen boot layout. The SCCA finds its way to Imola. Porsche Cup, Hockenheim Ring. IMSA finds its way to Sabring. Mazda MX-5, again another Oz track that is no longer there. Oran Park on the Grand Prix layout. 
A Mission R finds its way to Hockenheim Ring. The Radical is racing Fuji. Grand Prix car finds its way to Road America. GT3 Motorsport motor Arena Oschersleben. Formula Renault 3.5 is at Silverstone. And finally the LMP is also on Sabring. So, good luck with your racing next week, folks. Hope you find a car and a track that suits your driving style. Like I said earlier this season, I'm really struggling to um, get a really good couple of weeks back-to-back -back where I'm really confident in what I'm doing. Um, so I'm finding it a challenge. I don't know about any of you. So, want to wish you all good luck for next week. And I will see you on the track very, very soon. Have another good week in your road racing, folks. I'll see you on the track.